All right, so there's no snow yet, but it is coming. And depending on where you live, you could see up to 11 inches of snow this week between two storms. So joining us now with more on what to expect is Scott Collis. He's an atmospheric scientist at the Argonne National Laboratory. Hi, Scott. Welcome back to Reset. Afternoon, Sasha. Scott, I feel like we've been getting conflicting messages about these storms in the last 24 hours. So how confident are meteorologists about the path of the storms? Well, that's a good question. And this is a particularly tricky type of storm to present depending on where you are. Imagine you could actually travel with the storm. We actually know what's happening in the storm. It's much more about where exactly it's going to impact. We have a high-pressure system sitting over Alberta, Canada, really strong one, and a trough of low pressure going up from Arkansas into southern Indiana. And that's kind of squeezing the air and making it really unstable. And it's creating this, this path of snow where you can go from one or two inches to a foot of snow in less than about 30 miles. Wow. Well... How much snowfall does that equate to? What should we expect tonight? So it really depends on where you live in Chicago. There is currently a winter storm warning coming into effect at 8 p.m. issued by the National Weather Service. It is for Cook, DuPage, and the Southern Collar counties. So let's focus on Cook and DuPage, because that's where the uncertainty is. If you're in, like, northern DuPage and northern Cook, you shouldn't really expect that much. But as you go down south... Starting around about um, 8 o'clock tonight, you're going to start to see snow, and the heaviest snow is going to occur from about 6 a.m. to about noon tomorrow. Now, if you go down into those southern collar counties, that's when you start to get to your uh, foot-plus snowfall totals. Ooh, geez. Well, later this week, what are we looking at for that time period? So, yeah, so the, the, this is, as you said, is a kind of a two-punch storm. The first storm is following this really uncertain track that kind of really just intersects Chicago. The second storm that will come in Wednesday night will be a little bit further to our south, but we can get, it will pull down a little bit of air from the east off the lake. So we could see a little bit of uh, lake effect snow, but most of the snowfall for that will be to our south. And then after that, the cold air comes on in. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> My absolute favorite. I don't know if I despise that more or 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 if it's the snow. And yes, I've been seeing the the tweets you've been tagging me in, Scott, <laughs> just to sort of twist well, the knife. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I like the snow because you know brown, cold Chicago. I'd rather take the white and sunny Chicago. Hey, one thing I'll say for folks who are in the city, if you're able to, and I understand not everyone's able to, you can get out to those forest preserves of Cook County. They are just beautiful right mm. now with the frozen lakes. It is it is very pretty. I can't I can't argue that. Uh, any way that we can know what kind of snow we're in store for? Like, is it going to be the light powdery stuff or like the heavy wet stuff? Good for snowballs. Uh, yes, actually, this is going to be much more of the latter because as we start, we're actually going to get a little bit of rain before the snow comes in. Only a little bit of rain before it switches over to snow. So because the temperatures are a lot warmer and the lake will come into play here, the lake is historically ice-free at the moment. There's very little ice on the lake, so it's going to be a real source of moisture fueling this storm. So we can expect what we call the snow water equivalent. And what that is, if you take an inch of snow or, say, 10 inches of snow and it melts, down to one um, inch of uh, rainfall, that's a 10 to 1 ratio. This is going to be much more like an 8 to 1 ratio, so a lot heavier, wetter snow. So, folks, please take care shoveling this. This is not going to be easy snow Mm -hmm. to shovel. Safety first, right? 
Absolutely. There's a term I learned about when I moved to Chicago, and they call it heart attack snow. And it sounds a little grave, but, huh. but it is. And it actually is. You know, there are two real impacts of severe weather in winter in Chicago. One is carbon monoxide poisoning when we lose electricity, never run a generator inside. And two is actually the health impacts of shoveling that snow. So folks should really be taking care of that. If you've got a snowblower, do your neighbor's uh, pavement as well as your own. Heart attack snow. Wow. Haven't heard that one. And uh, I'm now terrified. So as you think about those areas you, men- you mentioned, Scott, that are likely to get hit the hardest. Um, talk, uh, walk us through the, the winter storm warning versus watch here. How do we know the difference and what are we under right now? So my favorite analogy for describing this is, is cooking. So like you have a burrito watch or burrito warning. A burrito watch is when you have all the ingredients you need to make burritos. They're all there, but a burrito warning is when the burritos are made and they're ready to be eaten. Right now, we are under a warning. We are going to get this weather. The National Weather Service says, hey, we're going to get a severe storm uh, tonight from 8 o'clock tonight into 6 p.m. tomorrow. So folks in those warning areas should be preparing now. But we did talk about there is some uncertainty for Cook and DuPage County. And that's the problem is these warnings are issued on a county-by-county basis. Mm -hmm. So it will vary there. But I always say prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Absolutely. And and help out your elderly neighbors if you can, as you were talking about shoveling before. How else can, can folks prepare for this? So, you know, I like to always make sure that I've cleared off all the ice that I've done before, make sure areas are clean because it makes them easier to shovel. You know, I'm not saying folks should panic by because that's just crazy, but, you know, make sure you've got some food there ready to go. Basically make it so that you can sit back tomorrow, look out the window, not need to go anywhere, and just enjoy watching the snowfall. You know, for most of the season so far, we've had a pretty snowless winter. Right. Until recently. And and before that, you've been on the show talking about this lack of rain over the summer mm-hmm. and fall, that drought that we were experiencing. So I'm wondering, is this snow actually good news, like getting us to those it, annual precipitation levels that we need? It is. So, you know, one of the ironies here is tomorrow's Groundhog Day and we're going to get most of the snow on Groundhog Day. That's now, right. folks who have been in Chicago will think back 11 years ago to one of the biggest snowstorms we've ever had in Chicago, the Groundhog Storm of 2011. And the analogy also holds true for this winter versus last winter. Last winter, we had an incredible snow drought in November and December, but we made up for it in January and February. Now, last month, January, we got 13.9 inches of snow at O'Hare International Airport. That's actually above what we normally expect in January, which is 11.3. Mm-hmm. Now, this actually aligns well with what we see in climate simulations right at Argonne and the Department of Energy and other places because they predict that we are going to see less snowy shoulder season, so less snowy March, April, November, and December, and snowier January and February because warm air holds more moisture, and it really is a lack of moisture that drives the lack of snow in Chicago. I'm still wrapping my mind around the fact that you just referred to January as last month. We're we're moving along. We're moving along with uh, 2022. You know, as an atmospheric scientist, Scott, you have been in some of the coldest parts of the world. What are some of your own quick tips on keeping warm and staying dry this week? 
Yeah, it was three years ago. I was in Utkiavik, Alaska, visiting DOE's atmospheric research site up there. It's all about the layers. So your goal is to keep warm, to keep that warm air around you. So you want to wear a layer close to your uh, body to wick the moisture away because wet skin is bad skin when it comes to cold. Then a layer of warmth to insulate you, a good puffy jacket. I love to dress in multiple layers so I can take some off. And the final layer is one of the most important. This is what we call the shell layer and it's to stop that wind robbing you of the heat around your body plus gloves and a beanie or a warm woolly hat on your head i don't know if a beanie is an australian term but basically no, we say beanie you say beanie awesome so that, <laughs> that, you, know, you lose so much of your heat through your extremities mainly because you know We've got really active brains. Our heads are nice and warm. And our uh, fingers have lots of surface area, lots of skin surface area. So, yeah, gloves and a beanie, and then you're good to go. Scott Collis is atmospheric scientist at the Argonne National Laboratory. Thank you, Scott. Stay warm. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.